If somebody is filled with anxiety or depression or hopelessness, then that probably often means that they are not filled with joy. And so how do you fill how do you fill how do you fill them with joy? Or how do you become full of joy when you're full of all those other things? Maybe we get some clues from looking through the book of Philippians. The book of Philippians has a nickname. It's called the Book of Joy. And the reason it's called the Book of Joy is because the Apostle Paul, who wrote the book of Philippians, he's obviously very joyful when he's writing it. I mean, his joy just kind of leaps off the page. Read through the few chapters of Philippians and you'll see that. He's just, he seems very, very happy. And it's very interesting that it's called the Book of Joy and that the Apostle Paul seems so full of joy when he's writing it because he was writing it while sitting inside of a prison. After he had been tortured, after his life had been threatened, after he'd been pelted with stones, after he had nearly died multiple times, and he was sitting in a prison, not because he did anything wrong, but because he was preaching about Jesus Christ. So you might think that, well, someone in that kind of situation, that what do they have to be joyful about? We get, we get a clue into what brought him so much joy by looking at the words that he used in the book. In the book of Philippians, there are 104 verses. And if you read through those 104 verses, do you know in how many of those 104 verses he mentions Jesus or Christ, you know, some, some form, some name associated with, with the Jesus that he believed in? Forty. Forty different times, which means that he was mentioning the name Jesus. He was thinking about Jesus once every two and a half sentences. Just imagine what our words would sound like. Imagine what our thoughts would be if every two and a half sentences we brought Jesus into our thoughts and Jesus and Jesus into our minds and Jesus and Jesus into our words. But, but we look at what Paul did and we, we know something about him. We know that he believed that what he had in Christ far outweighed what he had in his life. And what did he have in his life? Well, not much. <laughs> his, life was, his life on earth was probably going to end in a pretty short time, and he knew that was coming. But what did he have in Christ? The same thing you do. I'm going to read just some of the passages in the Bible that, that tell us what we already have in Christ. It says, You are approved in Christ. You are sanctified in Christ. Grace has been given to you in Christ. It is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. God reconciled the world to himself in Christ, not counting their sins against them. In Christ, you who once were far away have been brought near to God. In Christ, God forgave you. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. You are all children of God through faith in Christ. We are God's workmanship created in Christ to do good. And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ. And there's so much more. There are dozens and dozens and dozens of other passages that remind us of who we are and what we have in Christ. And it's why the Apostle Paul, in his letter to the Colossians, writes this. He says, When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. 
A Secret to Joy? A secret to joy in any situation is remembering Christ, who he is, what he already did, and who you already are because of him. You are God's. And if you are God's, then your life is glorious.